Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Defiant Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a branding and marketing consultancy. This podcast is for the business owners and professionals who have seen the status quo in their industry and are ready to do things differently. We're here for the contrarians, mavericks, and rebels. On the Defiant Business Podcast, we'll talk about marketing, sales, client and customer experiences, finances, and amazing entrepreneur journeys that show that none of us are alone. Thank you for joining me. Hello, everybody. This is Ruthie, founder of Defy the Status Quo, and I am the radically authentic brand strategist, and I'm the founder of Defy the Status Quo, and I'm really excited to have you with me today. Today is the Marketing Monday show, show, live stream, whatever. So Marketing Monday, if you haven't been here before, Marketing Monday is all about just kind of diving deeper on a topic. And this content does end up on the Defiant Business Podcast. So you'll want to check out the podcast. If you've missed past Marketing Mondays and you're like, crap, I didn't realize this was you know, going to be such great content. I want to check this out. Definitely go check it out on the podcast. So today we're actually going to talk about brand business dissonance. Now you can try Googling that, but I'm willing to bet that you won't be able to find it because your girl, I'm pretty sure I coined that term. I made it up. So this is really exciting in this world of everything being digital and online and stuff, because it's not often that we get to feel like we've really made something up ourselves, right? And I feel like, uh, I'm sure other people have talked about this, but this is at least the label that I am giving to this phenomenon, if you will. So brand business dissonance. And this actually ties wonderfully in with the why and uh, what I you know, consider branding to be, which is the spirit or soul of your business. And so what we're going to move into first is what I even mean by this phrase. So I know that I use phrases and terminology that people don't necessarily understand. But when I'm talking about brand business dissonance, what I'm talking about is this occurrence of your brand and your business not actually matching up. Your brand and your business are not in alignment. And you're like, wait, how is that even possible? Isn't branding just the, you know, isn't branding just a marketing mechanism? And the answer is actually no. As I said, the brand is the spirit of your business. It's the soul of your business and it needs to infuse every single aspect of your business. And you can experience a dissonance when your brand, what you say and project in your brand doesn't match up with what's behind the scenes. We have seen this play out more than once. We see it in companies when they use performative marketing. We see it when companies put out a certain expectation and then clients sign up and they're like, okay, I'm ready. Let's get the results. And then the results don't happen. So there's there's a type of brand dissonance there. And when I'm talking about results not happening, and we'll get into this a bit more, when I'm talking about results not happening, what I'm referring to is that you said clients were going to get a certain result and then they in fact didn't. So how does brand dissonance typically play out. And remember, uh, this is like, you could also consider this like almost like a type of cognitive dissonance. And so cognitive dissonance is when like you say something, but do something else, or you're holding two ideas in your mind that actually don't go together. That causes something called cognitive dissonance. 
So brand business dissonance is almost like a form of cognitive dissonance, but it's a shared experience, much like how your brand is a shared experience. And so when we look at brand business dissonance in terms of client fulfillment, what we typically see is that there's a certain expectation laid in the marketing. There's a certain expectation laid in the sales call and the sales process. And what ends up happening is the client goes through that process, goes through your fulfillment process. They sign up, they're ready to go. The marketing and the sales and and the branding, everything did what it was supposed to do on that end. But your client fulfillment does not match up with what you put out in your marketing and your sales and your brand. And I'm not just talking about one person not getting the results that they wanted. What I'm talking about is a pattern of people not getting what you said they were going to get. That's what I'm talking about. It's a pattern of people who aren't getting what you said they were going to get. And so you have a brand business dissonance because you kept your brand spirit out of your client fulfillment. Oof. You kept your brand spirit, your brand soul, your company soul out of your client fulfillment. And so let's, for an example, you say, oh, marketing, in my marketing, I say that I care about, uh, I care about my clients. I, I love getting my clients results and their results are what I live and die for. Like I absolutely love it. And I love spending time with my clients and it's so personal and all of this, this touch is such a high touch program. You're going to love it. That is what you say in your marketing. And in sales, you give off this impression like, oh, I just really care about your results. And I I cannot wait to see the things that you are going to achieve and the things that you do once you get through this program. And that was in the sales. And they were like, yeah, you know what? I can't wait to see it either. And so they sign up and then they go through a client fulfillment process. They go through a client fulfillment process that is the exact opposite. They go through a client fulfillment process that appears to value scalability over client experience. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with scalability. You should care about scalability. But what I'm saying is, is that in your branding, you gave the impression that the client experience was the absolute most important thing to you. And then it comes time for client fulfillment. And that ain't it. You did not give what you were supposed to have gave. Oh, man, I just love that phrase so much. I'm so sorry. I know some of y'all who watch my stuff a lot, Some of y'all watch my stuff a lot. You'd be like, Ruthie, please stop saying that. But I can't. I just love it so much. But you did not give what you were supposed to have gave. It was false advertising. It was a bait and switch. People thought that they were going to get this personal, some one-to-one, you know, maybe even like small group stuff, but a lot of personal attention, a lot of personal evaluation. And what you did instead was guard, guard your coaching calendar, guard your consulting calendar like you were the, you know, the king of Spain or something like that. Like, oh, no, you must go through like seven barriers to schedule a call with me. So that way I may spend a measly 15 minutes diagnosing your problems. No, that isn't what you said was going to happen. That wasn't what you said was going to happen in your marketing and branding. You made it seem like, oh, just show up stay motivated, stay optimistic, and we are going to help you get results. That's what you made it feel like. But that is not what you did. And so there's a brand business dissonance. And the brand cannot exist in the face of that type of dissonance. When you act out of alignment with your brand, it can't, it can't, your business will not survive. So let's look at at another angle, strategic partnerships. All right, strategic partnerships. So okay, wait, How are we having brand business dissonance with strategic partnerships? What this looks like with strategic partnerships is you say, okay, we care about, let's 
pick causes. I care about Black Lives Matter. I care about the environment. I believe in climate change. You know, so let's say those are like my my three things. You know, I care about the environment. I believe in climate change. And I am a staunch, you know, Black Lives Matter advocate. But then I partner up with brands who have yet to speak up. I partner up with brands who do not care about their carbon footprint. I partner up with brands who say all lives matter, maybe. But the opportunity was so good, I just couldn't turn it down. You are acting outside of your brand. You said that these things matter to you, and yet you put your values aside. You put your values aside in order to make a partnership that was potentially financially advantageous. Okay? So with partnerships, you have to evaluate potential partners through the lens of your brand and those values. There needs to be overlap. I'm not saying they need to be the same, but there needs to be overlap. And when you go through a thorough brand process, you know what you will compromise on and you know what you just cannot compromise on. Never in my life will I work with a company that says all lives matter. Not doing it. No compromise. End of story. And I am I am looking at you like you are pretty freaking sus. Suspect. You are sus if you haven't spoken up. You are sus if you hadn't taken action. All right? But those are things I know about myself based on going through a thorough brand process. So remember, you have to evaluate your partnerships, evaluate your partners the same way that like through that lens of the brand, right? We say, oh, brand values. These are the things that matter. Prove it. Your brand values matter, turn down that partnership because that that's not going to work. That's not going to work. They will pull you right out of alignment and you're going to have some brand business dissonance and it's going to harm your business. All right, so let's say sales. Let's say sales. How do we see brand business dissonance in sales? Brand business dissonance in sales often plays out. And so this will be the way that I see it, right? That I've seen it play out much to the detriment of the prospect. So you actually, there's actually a couple ways, a couple ways. All right. And they're not all, not all what you might think. So let's use the, the one that I thought of first, which is, okay, again, like in your marketing and in your branding, you're like, oh my goodness, our clients mean the world to us. We just appreciate them so much. We want what's best for them. And we're out here getting them results. And it's just so fabulous. It's like, you know, right. Hearts and flowers, hearts and flowers, everyone, hearts and flowers, drop me some emojis, the hearts and flowers emojis. Give me some hearts and flowers. But that's that's what they give you the impression of. And then you get on the sales call and you get a little bit vulnerable. And instead of them safeguarding you and showing you that this is a safe space, they take your vulnerabilities and turn them almost into a knife so they can stab you with it. And what I mean by that is that's the emotional and mental manipulation you might have heard me talk about a bit more. They give, they create a space where you feel comfortable to get vulnerable, and then they use that vulnerability, then they use that vulnerability to to hurt you. They use that vulnerability to manipulate your ability to make decisions, to harm your ability to make decisions. And so your sales process ends up being a trap. Your sales process proves that your branding and marketing was a lie. There's dissonance there. But I started trusting you. I started trusting you. And so my mind is like, well, wait, no, they're not manipulating me. Uh, My entire experience with their brand suggests that, you know, they actually care about me. My entire experience up to this sales call indicates that they care about me. So they're not manipulating me. No, no, that's not what's happening. And so they continue to trust you. If your manipulation is good, they continue to trust you and you should feel horrible about that. 
I said what I said. You should feel horrible about that. All right, and then let's look at marketing. So when we see a dissonant, uh, you know what? I owed you one more in sales. I owed you one more in sales. Okay, so in sales, right? Your marketing, your branding, all your outward facing stuff is like, ooh, I'm so confident. I'm so confident and amazing. Yes, this is it. This is it. And then you get on a sales call when you maintain no control over that sales call. You maintain, you don't have any guidance. The you know, the prospect is going all over the place. They're wondering what the hell is happening during this call. And you just let it go because you don't have the confidence to sell. You don't have the confidence to make the offer. And I'm not talking spam sales. I'm not talking about this manipulation sales that I was just talking about before. But what I'm saying is you gotta, you have to maintain the structure of a call, show up confidently and maintain control. But if you're all about, oh, I'm a confident, you know, I'm a confidence coach, let's say I'm a confidence coach and I put out there that I'm so confident, but I maintain no structure around the call. Mm -mm. Dissonance, marketing. Okay, again, so this is almost like the flip side of the sales. Let's say, you know, you're like, yes, I'm definitely a confidence person. Let's put ourselves out there. Let's get colorful brands happening and all of this stuff. But your marketing is lackluster. Your marketing is lackluster. You are a copywriter, but every time you post copy, it does not look good. Brand business dissonance. Why can't you market yourself? And look, I get it right? You, maybe you need to work with somebody on your marketing, right? So if you're a marketing consultant like myself, but because uh, a doctor does not operate on themselves, right? A doctor doesn't operate on themselves. They get another doctor to help them. So if you need that type of work, then you need to sort that out. But when you are putting your stuff out there and it comes out mediocre, people are like, well, she says that she's this great branding marketing person, but the stuff that I'm seeing is, is just not it. And so they typically go, okay, this isn't matching up for me. So I'm out. Confused people don't buy. Do not let brand dissonance, brand business dissonance, confuse your people. At the best, it will confuse them. At the worst, you will do real harm, not just to your to other people, and your, but you also do it to your business and potentially to yourself. All right, so that is what I have for y'all today. And thank you so much for your comments and, and your support. Like I said, I will be talking more about my experience in terms of what's driving all of this talk around ethical business, ethical marketing. Again, some of it on my own like lived experience, but also feedback I've gotten from other people in the space. And I've got some ideas now, so stay tuned. But I've got some ideas now in terms of what potentially could be developing and adding some standards and some, some integrity back into our, our industry, our coaching, consulting, service providers industry. I want integrity. I want standards. And I've had a lot of really big ideas happen over the last few days. So I may have something to offer you here just very shortly. Um, but thank you so much for joining me today. And this was a Marketing Monday live stream with Ruthie Bowles, the radically authentic brand strategist. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.